Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we bring you a Disney News on Parade for the weekend of July 20th, 2020. We just had a big update a couple of days ago, which announced uh, the big Epcot Food and Wine Festival coming back to Walt Disney World with the opening or reopening of Epcot. And we also talked about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and so many other announcements in our previous Disney on Parade. Make sure you capture that uh, podcast as well. It has a lot of stuff around it. But this week, we have got, this weekend even, just a couple of days later, we have so many more things uh, that we need to announce because so much is, is coming at us at this time. And we wanted to keep you informed. So... I just want to begin with the part that's really exciting. What is going to be open at Walt Disney World in its theme parks when it reopens? And how is it going to be different? Well, a couple of key messages just to begin with this. The best, I think, news of the day is that Spaceship Earth, which was scheduled for a complete refurbishment, that has been put on pause. And it's going to reopen with Epcot on uh, July 15th. So if you are getting a chance to get to Epcot, make sure you take advantage of that before they change your mind at some eventual date, which may never happen. But good news is it is back in action. Virtual queues, which we've talked about, in fact, in the previous Disney on Parade, Disney News on Parade podcast, we talked about the virtual queues that were opening in Shanghai Disney. Those are not in play at this time. It is my belief that they will be in play. And this is just me talking, but I don't see how they're going to be able to increase that attendance over time without having the option of playing that out. With a smaller limited attendance, I think it'll be okay. This will give them a chance to kind of see which queues need the support of a virtual queue. Um, although I think some things, again, like, like I spoke of Peter Pan's flight, some things are just a little more obvious than others. That said, all said and done, virtual queues are not in play. Fast Plus, Plus service is suspended. So guess what? All of you get to enjoy a pre-2000 uh, Walt Disney World experience. You get to feel what it's like to go to Disneyland, wait in line without any Fast Pass to go to the front. And I wish I could tell you it's going to be just as good as it was before 20, before the year 2000 when fast passes were initially put in. Unfortunately, because they're going to reduce the number of rows or seats in a theater or a number of rows in a boat attraction, things of that nature, you're not going to appreciate um, the fact that the queue will actually move faster when you don't have a fast pass. It's probably going to be slow, if not slower. Um, so that's disappointing, but notwithstanding, you should know that, um, because management wants to, as I said this again, the last, um, uh, Disney news on parade that management's going to have to maximize all that queue space. So that's being suspended right now, which I long suspected would be the case. And then single riders also for the same reason are not going to have an additional optional queue. Um, which is an interesting thing because if you're in a boat, you're going to be the single rider. If you are in a train that, in a in a ride that um, is uh, 
is got like the best example would be uh, test track. If you're a single rider in test track, you're going to wait in line with everyone and then you're going to get your own row because they don't want you sitting next to people. So that's going to be, an, you might even get your own, your own um, car, depending on how that all works out. But anyway, those are the first things you ought to, you ought to know about this. Then let's go into a list of all the attractions that will not reopen because the list is long of all the attractions. But let's just focus on what is not planned based on what has been showcased online. Um, and I'll put in the link of what is um, available online. You can look at those lists of attractions. But what we did is we looked at what wasn't listed there and want to provide that to you because I think that's valuable insight. You're not going to pick that up in the online link. You're just going to see this big long list of rides. The good news is looking at that whole list, it's a lot of attractions. In previous podcasts going way back when we talked about what would it be like when Disney reopened, I conjectured that a number of things would not be reopening. An example of that was going to be Tom Sawyer Island. It's a little tricky getting onto, you know, how many people can you social distance and fit on a raft? And then you get there and you have things like caves. Well, Tom Sawyer's Island, for instance, is listed as opening. Uh, conversely, the Boneyard, which is also kind of a play area at Disney's Animal Kingdom, it's listed as not opening. So let's go through this list. I think you, many of the things will make sense as we go through it. Casey Jr. Splash and Soak Station. That's a water play area. I would say all water play areas are off. Um, most of them, there aren't a whole lot of them anyway, but, but that one in particular is gone. Enchanted Tales with Bell has been suspended. Remember that the children use different props to convey the idea that they are the beast or that they are Mrs. Potts and so forth. I think even though those could be cleaned, I think it's just better that they not go through that. Plus, it is a fairly intimate area. Frontierland Shooting Arcade. Uh, they've just determined they're not going to be able to you know, clean those guns between shots. So that is being suspended for the time being. Um, Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor. Uh, most theater attractions are being kept open. This one, I guess, because when you laugh, you maybe push out your breath a lot further than when you just normally breathe. But it's been determined that Monsters Incorporated Left Floor, which takes in a lot of guests per hour, that has been suspended. Um, and then, um, and, and also I should note the Walt Disney World Railroad is not listed, but then it had already been suspended because of construction on Tron. So that's not a surprising thing. It would be a great thing to have open, but it will not open at this time. The one remaining thing I will remark on is Main Street Vehicles. And I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed with this. And I say this because I would, I assume they are going to suspend the castle show and they're suspending the parades. Right now, Main Street Vehicles barely does any business at all. Um, the, the horse-drawn trolley sometimes doesn't do a complete round more than two or three times that in the morning and then after by noon is off for the rest of the day i'd like to see these like disneyland i'd like to see these in operation throughout the day it wouldn't take very long to just go clean the seats um on these small vehicles before admitting the next group i just think that's a miss and i would like to see that i think that would be a nice way to go down the go down the street but notwithstanding they're right now suspended and there is another reason why they might be suspended i'll come back to that in a minute then 
going to Epcot. Um, I would say of all the things that are suspended, you might not, other than the fact that there's an incredible amount of construction for the future of Epcot, you probably wouldn't notice anything different about Epcot. Um, very few things have been listed. Uh, the Advanced Training Lab has not been listed, but honestly, every time I've been through there in the last six, eight, 12 months, I haven't seen it operating. And I know that they kind of retired it toward kind of, there was a period where they were operating it during the day, then by four or five in the afternoon, they kind of closed it for the day. But I I think I've been there also midday and I haven't seen it operating. But anyway, it is not listed as opening. Image Works, the What If Labs, which has largely been turned over to a character meet and greet, that's not operating. Now, Figment will be, but you'll just simply be paraded through there. Maybe that space will be one of those spaces to kind of take a breath. You know that we announced a long time ago that Disney would dedicate some spaces where guests could take off a mask, socially distance themselves from others, and just kind of get a breather from that. Maybe this is going to be one of those spaces. Not sure about that. Um, Kidcot has been noted that it will happen, but it'll be modified. Not sure what that means. The museum galleries, I'm not sure if they just didn't consider it as an attraction or if they're not opening either. My guess is they will be open, but, um, but, they, but they are not listed at this time. And then the final thing, the only thing that's really an ongoing attraction is Beauty and the Beast sing-along, which again is, is just one of those things you're not going to sing with guests around you because of the spread of COVID-19. So... That's not a surprise. We noted that some time ago. I will say Impression de France is operating and probably will operate the entire day as opposed to the last couple hours of the day. So big. I would really suggest as a way to get out of the heat, go to Impression de France. Maybe you'll end up taking a nap, but honestly, they have digitized that presentation and it is beautiful. So I really recommend that. Um, Disney's Animal Kingdom. They have listed the following. I mentioned the Boneyard. Uh, not surprising. Again, very hands-on with kids. That has been um, uh, put, um, closed temporarily during this period. Fossil Fun Games are not listed. And I'm assuming that they will not be operating that as well. So for the same reason they're not operating the Frontierland Shooting Gallery. Um, the Primeval World is not listed, but then again, it was kind of suspended. It was just during the holiday, it came back up and running. But if you'll recall, there was um, a similar um, attraction, almost completely like it in Europe. And it had had an accident. I believe even someone was killed in that. And they suspended the operation so they could study it, which went on for months and months and months. Then they kind of opened this attraction seasonally. At any rate, ain't opening. Um, so, and then two theater shows, and I find this one interesting. One is Up, The Great Adventure. So, okay, I'll, I'll go with that. Um, and the second is Finding Nemo, The Musical. Now, why I find that interesting is because the Festival of the Lion King will still be operating. So I, I kind of look at that and go, okay, is what is the reason for that? Is it, is it... Uh, the use, I, I don't know. I'm not sure you could, I don't think it's about the audience because you could socially separate the audience. You do have the cast members coming in close contact with each other. 
But you kind of have the same thing with Festival of the Lion King. Now, maybe that'll be blocked where they're kind of be spread out a little bit more in the room. Um, maybe that's just a reblocking of Festival of the Lion King. But just know that Finding Nemo the Musical is not planned. The final one, and I left this one for last because it is significant. Thank goodness Disney's Hollywood Studios opened up a couple of really important attractions, not just Rise of the Resistance, not just Millennium Falcon, not just Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, but also um, Lightning McQueen. If you haven't seen that one, again, great way to just get out of the heat is Lightning McQueen's, and it doesn't take you long to get into it. Um, but here is the list, and it's a big list of things that will not be operating. Beauty and the Beast live on stage. Again, I think that has to do with the cast more than it is with the guests. Disney Junior live, not surprising there. That is to be expected. Also expected the, for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along. Um, again, we had said that from the start. There's just no way, like Beauty and the Beast, it's not gonna happen. Uh, Jedi Training Trials of the Temple, again, not a surprise. Even though if you could socially distance the kids on that stage, you, you just don't know. You can't trust the kids aren't going to come into immediate contact. So you just kind of create a scenario there that's not, not good. That has been suspended. Voyage of the Little Mermaid, I think because, uh, again, maybe it's because of the cast uh, requirements. But also a lot of misuse in that show. Um, surprisingly, not listed, but maybe that's just an accident. Star Wars Launch Bay. Uh, again, some meet and greets in there. We'll talk about that in a moment. But um, there is uh, a good movie in there and and so forth. So I was a little and some museum pieces. So I was a little surprised on that one. Now, what they also listed the shops, and I, I didn't see anything that stood out, but this one I saw stood out among all the parks. Droid Depot Experience and Droid Depot Store, both were listed as being open at Disney's Hollywood Studios. However, Savvy's Workshop was not listed. Um, and I would say that it probably will not happen. I also didn't expect Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique to be listed. Um, it wasn't, but again, I don't think that's going to be opening anytime soon. And, um, and so I think, I think, but really when you take a step back, I know that seems like, uh, you know, I, I listed, oh my goodness, about 25 things there. That's a lot. But when you think about the other 50 things that are in the parks, uh, a lot still remains to be enjoyed. And I'm grateful I'd rather have a limited capacity in something like the Enchanted Tiki Room than to dismiss it and say, let's not open the Enchanted Tiki Room. Because honestly, if you eliminate too many rides and attractions, that just means more people waiting in line at, at the key attractions, and you need to spread people out to, to really create that social distancing. So that is, um, that is what is not happening. Now, what else is not happening? is that all traditional character greetings are on a temporary hiatus. And you know, no theme park in the world does formal meet and greets with the characters than Walt Disney World does. You don't even see this at Disneyland or in Tokyo. 
in Shanghai. You don't see this in any other park but Walt Disney World. Where else would we have taken, after we remove Snow White's Scary Adventures, we take a dark ride space and we put it to a princess meet and greet. I mean, we, I think we'd gone overboard on the number of formal meet and greet spaces, but notwithstanding whatever your opinion, there are guests. I just saw somebody who posted the other day said that they had over 20,000 photos. That was the thing they loved was doing the meet and greets. And I get that because they do meet and greets really well at Walt Disney World. All that said and done, here's the reality. All traditional character greetings are on a temporary status. That includes getting one-on-one -on -one photos and autographs. However, guests will be able to see characters from a distance in special spots around the park. Entertainment will focus on special cavalcade motorcades featuring Disney characters and musical groups. In fact, they show a photo and um, the photo shows a Disney characters from what I think is a goofy cavalcade one of the ones listed for Magic Kingdom, but it's it it's obviously a similar float from the move it, shake it, bake it attraction that kind of came around. Um, clearly, they're not going to invite the guests to come onto the streets. I doubt that they will even stop these, but I think they'll take those um, dancers, they will take those characters, and in this particular float you see the Goofy's been joined by Max, but also by um, Jose and Pedro from the Three Caballeros. So, so they're going to just slowly move these things down the street. They're probably not going to give you a time frame for when it happens. Just kind of be aware. And then you stop, take a picture, move on. But you're not going to be in an enclosed space or huddled around a bunch of other guests all waiting an hour, hour and a half to go see the parade or whatever it might be. So... This is the list, and I think they're kind of fun sounding. So let me let me walk you through that list. The first is the Royal Princess Processional. So that'll be kind of fun to see how they play that out. And will they use um, perhaps a float? I would say I wouldn't be surprised if they used the Castle Glass float. That would be a very likely candidate uh, for use there. A Mickey and Friends Calvacade. Um, a Fantasyland Friend Calvacade and a goofy cavalcade. And then the last one listed is Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure. So it doesn't say processional cavalcade, promenade, anything like that, or tour. It just said Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure, as I recall. So maybe I need to go check that one again, but that will be interesting to see what comes of that. Will Peter Pan join, Captain Hook and so forth, me? That'll be kind of fun. Maybe the Lost Boys, that would be kind of cool. Of course, Tinkerbell and her um, fairy friends. It'll be interesting to see what happens on that. It'd be fun just to have the dragon from uh, the parade just come down and, and exit the park uh, without any notice, but I don't know that that's going to occur. Certainly haven't announced it. At Epcot, they've got what's called the Frozen Promenade, and they have a Princess Promenade. Now, when they say promenade, I'm thinking maybe they're making an appearance on what is the World Showcase Promenade, which is that space at the kind of that is right uh, looking into World Showcase Lagoon as you've exited um, uh, the future world. But then again, Promenade is also the entire pathway around. So maybe they're just getting on some kind of vehicle or something. Remember, there's another one called um, 
Mickey and Friends World Tour. This sounds so familiar to the omnibus kind of thing that went around World Showcase. They also have a princess promenade listed. So, so I think this is going to be kind of fun to see how that plays out. Um, if they all go around World Showcase or if they kind of do a one-stop place, come out and stop and do something and then they go and leave. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. At Disney's Hollywood Studios, they're going to have Disney Junior Stars Motorcade. So it'll be kind of fun to see all those characters all together. They've done individual meet and greets and they do the show inside. It'll be kind of interesting to see. Mickey and Friends will do a motorcade. Pixar will also do a motorcade. Now that's going to be fun to see which of the Pixar characters are going to be carried. I would imagine the Monsters Incorporated. I imagine the Incredibles characters. Probably um, the ones from Up. Um... I don't know because you've seen um, you've seen up characters in Animal Kingdom, but they're not listed here necessarily. I'll get to that in a minute. What is missing from the Hollywood Studios list is any kind of motorcade, promenade, tour, processional cavalcade of anything related to Star Wars. Remember that they used to just have the the uh, stormtroopers come in formation and they would be let out and kind of walk around. I'd like to think that's happening. Maybe it'll still happen in uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge now that that's been created. They're not going to bring out those big set pieces that they had before, which take a lot of planning to do and then ends up bringing a lot of people in one tight space. That's not going to happen, but it would be nice to see more Star Wars characters in Star Wars. Uh, I'd like to see more of that. Then we have Disney's Animal Kingdom. And what I really love about this is they list Discovery Island drummers. So we'll see what that becomes of that. That'd be interesting because, you know, they used to have some float pieces with the old Animal um, Kingdom parade that were drum pieces. That'd be so great if they brought those out. I don't know if they even exist anymore. Maybe they were put in storage. That'd be great if they brought those out. But the other three I love too. They it is the discovery. See if you can see what what thing in common is found on all three of these: Discovery River Character Cruise, Donald's Dino Boat Bash, and Mickey and Friends Flotilla. Yeah, the common word is we're getting we're going down the river, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be really cool. They'll use the um, the old friendship boats that they had for the old Discovery River cruise that they used to have when the park first opened. You had to have been there the first six months to have seen it practically. Um, but that sounds really kind of fun and exciting. And, uh, you know, I talked about agility um, and I did that in terms of Princess uh and the frog, and I still think they ought to do something with, with the Liberty Square boat. But I have to say, I love, I love what they have planned here, and I think there is some agility in this from entertainment, and I applaud what, what efforts they're making, and I think it will be fun. I hope they come out as often as possible, that there's constantly something to see, not that people will stand there and wait, but, but that, it, you know, you won't, you know, it is possible to just completely miss it altogether, and that would be disappointing. So that's, that's the big list of what's not happening and what's not happening in terms of attractions, but what is coming in terms of a new character, Cavalcade, 
uh, cavalcade style of entertainment. With all of this came announcements yesterday as well about making park reservations and a series of dates have finally been established. Let's go through those. Uh, the first is June 27th, or I'm sorry, June 22nd, 22. Um, Disney Park Pass System will open to guests with a confirmed Disney Resort Hotel reservation and a linked valid theme park admission, including annual passes. Now, this is an interesting thing because I've understood, if I've understood correctly, when you go on to do this re these reservations, they're going to ask you to acknowledge that, hey, you know, there is a reality that we're in this COVID-19 scenario and that there are some inherent risk, but that we've asked that you do all these things to protect your safety and do so. And will you confirm that? Why I mentioned that, and that's not surprising that that's happened. That's already been unfolding. What's difficult about that is because a lot of um, uh, the folks who handle um, tour packages and, and your travel plans, your travel planner, really, they can't be the ones to make that reservation for you until you, they can make alterations later on, but you've got to click on that and agree to it first if that comes before we make into the reservations. And then you have to determine um, you know, which days you're going into the park. The good news is for those on June 22nd, it will, those with the reservation, they're going to have first dibs. And I don't have, I mean, nothing's guaranteed, but, um, I think it's pretty assured that you are going to be able to get into the parks you want to get into. By the way, it says that you need to have, um, a linked valid theme park admission, including if you happen to be an annual pass holder, staying on property, you need to do that as well. Then on June 26, four days later, Disney Park Pass System opens to all annual pass holders. Um, so that is an important thing I'm gonna come back to in a minute. And then two days later, Disney Park on, the, on June 28th, Disney Park Pass System opens to all other existing ticket holders. So if you have just a ticket, you bought a uh, you bought one of those um, Florida um, passes uh, that allowed you four tickets into the park, you're able to make your reservations as of June 28th. Those park reservations will be available through, and this is an interesting number, date September 26th, 2021 based on your resort stay and ticket eligibility and ticket eligibility window. September 26, 2021, that is like forever from now. I mean, already the last three, <laughs> three four months of, of this pandemic has felt like three or four years. So when you're talking about June 20, September 26, 2021, why are you talking so far? You mean we're going to be using the reservation system until for the next year, next 15 months? Well, this is my thinking. Probably not, unless COVID doesn't manage to go away and we don't find some solutions to bringing this virus down. And I don't even have time to talk about the rates that are going up in Florida. So, so yes, that system is in place to go all the way through the next 15 months. Well, why not afterwards? 
Well, it so happens to be that on October 1st, 2021, only five days later, after September 26th, we happen to celebrate a very big 50th anniversary for Walt Disney World. And I think they're going to want a whole nother system in place by then. They're going to want to re have all sorts of different kinds of things going on. So, but notwithstanding, those are some important dates. Now, here's some key details. It is believed that for all three dates, access to making those reservations will happen at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Reservations are limited and subject to availability um, and not guaranteed until the reservation is finalized. We've heard that again and again. At this time, guests will be able to select one park per day. Visiting more than one park per day will temporarily be unavailable upon the reopening of theme parks due to attendance limitations. So yeah, the park hopping, hopping thing isn't happening right now. And if you have a park hop or a ticket already, you're gonna have to call and they're gonna have to make arrangements to kind of work that through. Uh, in whatever way, whatever options they provide you. A park reservation must be made for each day of entry. I hope you've gotten that idea by now. Don't go showing up thinking you're gonna get in and just show up. If you have multi-day ticket, you'll be required to make a park reservation for each day of your visit. We highly recommend that you make your park reservation as soon as you compete, complete your ticket purchase as availability can change until the reservation is finalized. Well. And again, to emphasize, there's no park hopping at this time. So, um, so some, yeah, some some hard rules in all of this, um, but that is what is going on right now. And so we wanted to share that. Now, let me go into a couple of details about all of this. Booking a hotel in 2020. Later this summer, they're going to resume sales of 2020 tickets and Disney Resort hotel arrivals based on availability of park reservations while continuing to provide guests with existing tickets and annual pass holders the opportunity to make park reservations for 2020 dates. Well, what if you're coming in 2021? Visiting Magic Kingdom Park by June 28th, all guests will be able to purchase new Disney Resort Hotel packages and theme park tickets and make their park reservations for arrivals starting in 2021 as Disney's phased reopening continues. Guests will be able to view park reservation availability online prior to purchasing their tickets. Yeah. Okay. So that's what's going to happen there. If guests have a room only reservation at Disney Resort or other select hotel for stay in 2021, guests are invited to call the Disney Reservation Center or call your travel professional beginning on the 24th of June to upgrade to a vacation package with tickets and then make your theme park reservations. So no, that's the deal if you're looking at 2020 and then also if you're dealing with 2021. Now, what about annual pass holders guess well annual passes let's talk about those weekday select here's the good news is there's going to be a pass holders preview for the following weekday select theme park select silver gold platinum platinum plus and premier pass holders will have the opportunity to register for a special preview at magic kingdom park or disney's animal kingdom theme park on july 9th or 10th. Email invitations with registration details will be sent out soon. Now, during this capacity, it may not, it may be difficult to get a park reservation to visit on certain dates. I'm sorry if I seem repetitive on this, but I'm just telling you, this is Disney's lingo. They keep telling you, you're not guaranteed. All annual pass holders are eligible to make theme park reservations for up to three days at a time or annual pass holders staying at select Disney resort hotels 
with valid theme park admission are eligible to make theme park reservations for their entire resort length of stay. All reservations are subject to availability again and applicable past blockout dates. Remember the blockout dates? Yeah, many people are blocked out during the summer months, which at this time is still in effect. However, some of those listed up there, weekday select theme park select silver goal, some of those are blocked out in the summer and yet they will be able to go to the previews. So know that that is, even if you're blocked out in the summer, you may be able to get into the previews. Guests should ensure their pass type is valid for park entry prior to making the park reservation. Oh boy, that's a big issue. So let's talk about that for a moment because I've experienced this firsthand. The parks closed around the 1st of March, remember? And now it's late into June. During that time period, the first thing they did was they kind of kept taking out people's money on annual passes um, if they had gone on the 12-month plan. And after a couple of weeks of that, annual pass holders were saying, whoa, wait a minute, you stopped annual passes and you're still taking money out of my bank account. So Disney turned around and said, you're right, you're right. We have canceled that and in those cases, necessary, we will refund the money back into your system. And then we'll give you options once we reopen the park. So what has happened now is there is a body of people, of course, who have paid for the entire year. Um, and for those individuals, they're a little different. They paid up front. They should be in the system. They should be, it should be pretty, you should be able to go right now to my magic and see your account played out. However, there are a number of annual pass holders who their tickets technically would have expired during this time period. I am one of those. My ticket was set to expire at the end of April. So technically, I still had two months more or less coming to me on my annual pass. But in the meantime, the old system has said, eh, hasn't bought a new ticket, which tickets have been canceled, you know, but renewing your pass has been somewhat canceled at this point. Um, so in that spirit, it has canceled my ticket. So right now I can see my family's annual passes online because theirs don't, um, theirs don't um, expire until uh, fall, but mine, I can't see. So I called up the annual pass holder number. An hour and a half later, I get a very, really impressive, calm and patient cast member. And I said, I don't see myself in the system. He said, I see you on the system and I see that you did call in and say you wanted to, when we start back up again, to have your monthly taken out and to even renew, which I did do a couple of weeks ago. I called in to say, hey, when this starts up again, please renew me automatically. And, and, uh, and also because I'm, you know, going into uh, a new year of annual pass start taking out the annual for that as well so just put me down to keep going he says i see that in the system 
However, the system doesn't see that in terms of you being active right now. There is some code that needs to be put in and change, which takes everybody who's out of the system right now because their pass has expired. Even though you may be due more stays or more months, and remember that Disney was also going to add an additional month for your inconvenience sake. So technically I have nearly three months additional coming. So that should be starting in June, I should be going all the way, you know, well, that's, well in July, so mid-July, I should be going to mid-October before technically I need to renew. But notwithstanding all that, system's not showing that. Now, why do I mention that? Because in just a couple of days, notably on June 26th, annual pass holders can go online and make a, um, a reserve an opportunity to go into the parks. But right now, I don't show up in the system. So unless that happens between now and the 26th, I'm hosed. And so is about a fourth of annual pass holders who pay on the monthly basis. Because it's now been about three months and all of you who have expired during that time or technically would have expired up to this moment, you're not in the system. And until you tell Disney you want to be back in the system, you're not going to be back in the system. And so, and I can tell you, if you think a ton of calls are coming in right now, there are gonna be a ton more coming in very shortly because all those annual pass holders, unless they have done something magical to the software when they do these updates that allow you to do it right then and there online, which would be the smart thing to do, everybody's gonna to have to call in to get there. So there's a lot of craziness going on around this, um, around all of this. Um, conversely, in terms of slightly better news, uh, cast member previews are going to happen. They'll be July 7th and 8th for the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom and July 13th and 14th for Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Uh, this is for working and furloughed cast members. So just because you haven't been able to go back to work doesn't mean you can't come. And you can, but you can only pick one park on one day. The cast members will be able to bring up to three additional guests or the total number of eligible dependents on your main entrance pass. This is the fir a first come, first served offer. More details to follow on when to register and how. And I say um, it is going to be one busy day on July 13th and 14th at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Why do I say that? Because Disney cast members were blocked out of any previews for Rise of the Resistance. Some were given an opportunity to do the preview for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, but most cast members have not done Rise of the Resistance unless they have bought a ticket or unless they had some paper tickets. I won't go into that. But unless they had something special on the side, they haven't been able to do it. And they weren't supposed to until September or something. And I don't even know what their new blockouts look like. That could be a whole nother nightmare. I feel for Disney cast members who have been blocked out a lot. But notwithstanding those two days, I bet you there's going to be a lot of cast members wanting to check out Rise of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance, remember, which has no virtual queue. Um, so we're just going to see how that all plays out. That's going to be fun to see that. And uh, so, boy, so much happening and I wouldn't be surprised 
If in two more days we have a Disney, another Disney News on Parade, I do know I have other podcasts in the can ready to go, but we want to space these out uh, appropriately. So just know you got to subscribe to Disney at Play and Disney at Work so that you can know when these things are coming out because there's so much stuff coming and you don't want to miss any of it. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you check us out and, and uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, J. Jeff Kober. We'll have new videos coming in in the days to come as all of this unfolds. And uh, just, it's a busy, crazy, fun time. And we want to make sure that you get a chance to see all the magic. So be sure to join us. And finally, in the words of Sinbad, Storybook Voyage from Tokyo Disney Sea. Always remember, follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.